Grant. Hello there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Beautiful. How's it going? It's going. It's going well. How about yourself? It's uh, it's it's just dandy. Just dandy. You know, Zoom meetings and shoes. That's my life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Sean Scott, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. It's a it's a pleasure to have you on and thank you for taking the time today. Of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you don't mind starting off just introducing yourself to, to the world here, to the world at, at your uh, fingertips. Uh, yeah. My name is Sean Scott. I've been in the uh, shoe business a long time, but uh, I like to think of myself as a... Uh, an entrepreneur and a uh, a champion for change more than anything else. Champion for change, I love it. I think that is the setting that we met um, for the first time. Um, it was at a conference at UCLA, and I think there you were giving a you were on a panel, right? For um, yeah, was it about sustainability and in, in in business or, or or you know broadly in that? I think so. I think it was about, yeah, social entrepreneurship, sustainability in business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's uh, so to, I think for us anyway, I think for most of us, social impact is, includes sustainability. Now I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's such a, a, a clear line in a consumer's mind or a business person's mind. I mean, you're just trying to do the best you can for your community and that community includes the planet. So, right. so there you are. Right. Um, if you don't mind backtracking for us to see, um, to give us maybe a, a picture of, you know, how you've come to where you are now to doing what you're doing now. Um, you know, I'm yeah. old, right? That could be a long story. <laughs> I, we're ready. We've got all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've been in shoe business mo- most of my career. I, I, despite some sort of uh, science background in school, uh, I, I tried to be an athlete and ended up in the athletic world, and that that put me in the shoe world. My, I, I worked in retail, and then my first corporate job was uh, Nike, and um, that was interesting, and I, I, I learned a lot there, and I went to ASICS and learned uh, more there and uh, went to Vans after that and, and got a little bit of a learning about life there. Hmm. And uh, then I kind of went out on my own and I started my own skate shoe brand called Two Fish, which was, it was great. I, I look back now, I'm, I'm just really proud of some of the things we did. We, we really had the best product, the most innovative product. And we were in a, really innovative in the way we treated the people around us. We, we put all our skaters on an insurance plan. Um, nobody awesome. else was doing that. And, uh, of course, it ultimately failed. Uh, so we, uh, I, was, I was out of my own then and, and did, I bounced around quite a bit. Uh, I'm in Southern California, so the skateboarding world was, uh, was uh, the best footwear, the, the nearest footwear uh, business that I could find. And I did a lot of consulting there, especially around building, uh, building out product processes. You had, you had these guys that really hustled and were really smart, but they didn't really know about building a business or about building shoes. So 
Um, I was able to help a lot there. And, uh, you know, became kind of a jack of all trades in footwear. I, I had a design background um, through that, through my other efforts to fish and skateboarding. I learned uh, sourcing and manufacturing. And uh, so when I encountered Tom's, when it was just four or five of us, um, you know, that being a jack of all trades for a startup that's taking off turns out to be really useful. So, hmm. you know, I, I feel like, you know, it was, I was really able to contribute a lot when we were growing from, you know, five guys working out of um, Blake's apartment to, uh, you know, hundreds of people in a $500 million business. I think, you know, being able to address a lot of different things served me really well. So, um, you know, here I am back in the entrepreneurial world with uh, decades of experience under my belt, learning, finding out that I, uh, I have a lot to learn again. So it's pretty cool. That brings us up to today. So the, yeah, I'll stop. There. I love it. I love it. That's a beautiful journey. And it's do you think you enjoy journey, man? Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's some stories. Do you think you, uh, enjoy being in that, I guess, learning phase again right now? A lot. I enjoy being in that learning phase a lot. Ultimately, I think it's why, uh, I had to leave Tom's was, um, you know, it had become a self-sustaining business uh, where it was, uh, you know, organizational structure is, is, is pretty well set. Obviously, there's challenges every day. I don't care what how big your business is. But um, I felt like the I wasn't out of my comfort zone as much mm. as I would like. So, yeah, that for sure is something I'm attracted to. Awesome. You said you were you learned a lot about life at Vans. Do you mind having learned that? Uh, yes, I will. I used to not talk about it, but there's been enough time. I'll talk about it, uh, and I'll, I'll give the caveat: it's a very different Vans than what we have today. Today we have um, VF Corp, which is a very well-run business, and uh, I don't. I have a lot of good things to say about what VF does. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the Vans that I worked at. <laughs> I don't know how much great things I have to say, but you know, it ends up being a great lesson. And here's the lesson is um, we all get to a stage or we often get to a stage in our careers where you see behind Oz's curtain and you see what, how management operates and how the executive team operates. And you realize that they're just people that screw up as often as you do that are uh, as confused sometimes as you are. And if you're confident and ambitious, you can make the assumption, well, shoot, this team sucks. I want to be working for people who are greater than me, you know? Mm. And of course the grass is greener. Any other business that, that you haven't seen behind the curtain yet, you, the assumption is, well, they know what they're doing. I'm going there. And, uh, that is, without getting into specifics, that's why I ended up at Vans was uh, I got called by a recruiter for the first time in my career, got told some very flattering things and, and uh, got a new title and a salary bump. And I went, even though there were plenty of red flags and uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a pleasant year of my life to be honest. Got it. And uh, sent me up, but you know what it did? It, it sent me on a path. 
um, of discovery on my own. I felt like, well, you know, if this business is operating this way and they're growing and they're, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars a year, uh, you know, I can certainly manage a startup. Hmm. And, and in a weird way, getting my ass kicked there also gave me the confidence to go out and do my own thing, which has only led to good things. Love it. I feel like that's such an empowering moment. And when you come to realize, you know, the, I guess people above you are not perfect. You know, they're still struggling to make decisions. And as an entrepreneur, I feel like that is something that is really, it, it fires you up to say, I, I can do this on my own. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you said it well, it, it's, it's an empowering and it's a big understanding realizing that, you know, we're all of us just trying to get through the day and do the best we can. Some of us have more tools than others. Some of us have more experience than others. Some of us just have more energy and, and zest than, than others. And yeah. uh, we should be looking at each other all as, as family rather than, um, you know, uh, competitors. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I've been thinking a lot recently, just just looking at even just like driving and looking around at the world, you know, just at streets and signs and see, thinking to myself that like all of this was curated somehow by someone, some team, some some people made this wasn't just here before. And that that alone is just like we yeah, we might assume that everything is done for these specific reasons and has all this this plethora of design behind it but sometimes maybe there isn't maybe it does need to be fixed or changed or yeah yeah. and that's a great point too is that nothing should be so sacred that it can't be readdressed yeah i mean that that's a really great point grant that uh you know you shouldn't look at look at something and assume well that it was it was geniuses that did that so it it shouldn't be questioned Right. It's probably rarely it's true, but probably not. Right. This kind of I think is a good transition into speaking about um, your company now, um, Community Made, and I guess the difference between your company seeking uh, opposed to other companies who seek all profit and growth. How you guys are very community based and you're looking to build something a lot, a lot bigger than just well hold on I, I want to address the segue we we, sure. we we segued from things that happened by accident and totally unintentional and that brought you to community <laughs> so <laughs> it's a total shit show that happened by accident <laughs> Thanks, no, no no <laughs> no the transition was uh doing things rethinking things the I'm way that they are <laughs> Uh, sorry. <laughs> Remind me what your transition was again. Yeah, just how, how you guys, I guess, came to the point where you said, you know, we don't want to do things the way they're normally done. We want to build something that's different, that's bigger. Yeah, bigger maybe isn't or just isn't different. The right word, but didn't want to be, didn't want to be, and burdened by the way things had been done for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are a few things at, at Tom's, um, man, that was, it was great. And, and 
I learned there that business can be good. It's not, you're not just making a commodity. You know, prior to that, you know, running shoes or skateboarding shoes, the best thing you could do is make somebody feel good for a little while. And, and that, that I figured that's the best you can do. Um, mm. I learned more. We can do so much more than that. I mean, that's what we learned at Tom's. And then, uh, but there were some misses, I thought. And I thought our own backyard was a miss. We did these great things all around the world. You know, we, we did our best to, to help people and to improve the way we gave all along. You know, we, we knew we were pioneering some things and we were okay to make mistakes and improve upon them. And that was great. But I felt um, like our own backyard, you know, right, right here in LA, you know, you, homelessness is a massive problem. I mean, you can see the problem every day here. And, and, and I really wanted to serve that community. And uh, I also had become horribly disenchanted with the mass production model shipping mm. things back and forth across the ocean just to get a cheaper price. And then why is it cheaper? You, you, it doesn't get as cheap as we get it out of, out of Asia. Things don't get that cheap without cutting corners. There's mm. just no way. And it's um, safety measures, it's infrastructure, it's um, corruption and, uh, and it's abuse of labor. I mean, biggest first and foremost, you know, there, there, there are a couple of situations um, well, we can come back to that, but there, there are some situations where I, I really woke up about doing things overseas. It, it's not really acceptable to me. And I made a hard decision that, that I wouldn't do business overseas anymore. Hmm. And so, and then my wife kind of came into the picture and we talked about if we're going to start a business, it needs to be a vibrant part of a community. If we're going to open a store, it shouldn't just be there to take money out of the community. It should be an active part of it. And uh, you put those three things together, being an active part of the community, um, trying to take care of a, get, doing a give right in your own backyard, and then um, not doing things overseas, doing things locally. And, and you pretty much have community made. I mean, that's the model right there. That's awesome. How hard was it to make that decision? Like, what did you see, foresee that maybe costs would be higher? You'd have to really just like the whole model of business that you kind of grew up learning would have to be shifted. And, but maybe that felt like a good shift. Well, it, it wasn't a difficult decision to make, hmm. you know, like, like all, like you hear a lot. I don't know if you, if you listen to people talk about starting innovative businesses, you start out with uh, this great naivete <laughs> about the problems ahead of you. Uh-huh. You knew well what, what the problems were going to be. You might not have started. And I went in, look, I, I said earlier, I've got decades of experience in shoemaking. I know what I'm doing. And uh, I knew costs were going to be higher. I knew it was going to be more difficult to make things locally. But it turns out I didn't know jack shit. Mm. <laughs> oh, sorry, is this a, is this a children? You're good. Yeah, You're all good. Thanks. <laughs> I, di- I didn't, I didn't know what, how hard it was going to be. I didn't understand the total lack of institutional knowledge of shoemaking. I didn't understand the total inability to get raw goods, like just the materials to make the materials for the shoe, like uh, rubber outsoles, you know, are, are really hard to find in the U S the, the cushiony midsoles are actually, you cannot find them in the U S. So, hmm. um, 
I went in thinking it was going to be hard, but I, you know, I could navigate it. And, and I realized I, I was, I didn't, I didn't know enough. And I was, we, as a, we were pretty unprepared. Got it. How do you think, do you think a lot of entrepreneurs also feel like they want to make change and better change for the community and don't want to be relying on, you know, overseas goods and, and such, but just have no idea where to, where to start and where to turn. So they revert back to the old ways. I think there's a simple answer. Yes. I think Mm. there's not enough information out there about how you might do things closer to home. Mm. The fault is to just get it done overseas because that's the way we've done it for 50 years. And depending on what your goals are, that's not a bad decision. If your goal is to make a, a well-run profitable business, then, you know, making, making apparel or shoes overseas, if that's your business, then that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. If your goal is to do what's best, I would say what's ethically or morally right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you, if your goal is to do what's best for the planet and best for the people of the planet, then, then that's the wrong, that's the wrong way to go. Right. Right. But there isn't a whole lot of information out there. I mean, I, I feel like there's a community growing of people interested in uh, what uh, near shoring, localized production, regionalized supply chain, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's a growing community out there. It's a, it's a movement for sure, but it's still a small movement. Um, it, it, somebody, an entrepreneur who wants to make their own apparel line, it's not going to be readily evident that uh, they can do it here in the States. Hmm. Got it. I feel like there's a similar... I guess, trend with just in general, just trying to address any larger issue. Now it's just very hard to find that, that bigger picture of information and a bigger vision of and being able to actually see how you yourself can get plugged into helping and actively acting towards that larger vision. I feel like now it's, you might see, um, little tidbits here and there, but it's tough to actually build it out um, into something that's, that's wider and something that's sustainable um, and for the future. You mean like, uh, um, like building a, uh, a community of like-minded businesses? Is that kind of what you're thinking about? Like, a, 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 or am I missing it? I think just in, in general, like let's say for any like larger issue there might be, let's say it's homelessness. You want to address homelessness oh. and, that's and and there just doesn't seem like there's a place that's where you can turn to say here are here's everyone involved in the i guess our society now who is working or contributing to this issue whatever way helping or hurting and here's what we're going to do to to sustainably try to solve it and create a solution and i mean I believe I'm sure there are a lot of resources out there, but it's just tough to navigate through to find them. That and that's, I will agree with. And, and yeah. I think it's not because there's a lack of information out there. It's, it's almost because there's too much. Mm. So uh, the easiest is if you talk about sustainability, there's this term greenwashing for all the BS information out there. 
and you know how can you tell if it's if it's accurate or not if, if uh, you know, I think one of the big shoe companies just launched a product where it says 100 percent uh, recycled material well part of the upper is 100 percent recycled but that's that stands for like 15% of the totality of the shoe. So mm. the whole crap load is that stuff out there. And then if you want to dig into what recycled actually means to that company, and that's a whole nother journey. So it is really hard to find the truth. Right. I agree. How did you, um, I guess, go about um, figuring out who you wanted to, partner with and um yeah really collaborate with with community made you mean on a uh, um on a production side or the business side or you're talking about like uh marketing collaboration side um both production and then i might be the same answer actually now that i think about sure. it sure uh for us it's it's pretty organic um, you know, we, there, there are everybody working here, you know, we're all by default, pretty socially motivated. And, uh, if one of us, if I bring up, Hey, you know, I'm going to do a collaboration with, um, Joe's carburetors, uh, you know, I think there's going to be, there's going to be a few other people saying that's a really bad idea, Sean. Hmm. Um, and once it gets past that kind of a basic sniff test, then, um, we'll, we'll do our due diligence. If, if our name is going to be anywhere near this, this partnership, we'll, we'll do our due diligence. You know, we're working on a, an upper of a, for a sandal, uh, we're a collaboration with another brand. It's a great brand, by the way, in uh, Atlanta called Okabashi. They're making, they've been making family owned business, making sandals in the States for, decades and they had this fully recyclable circular product. Um, so check them out at party people. Um, we want to do a strap, uh, a sandal, a thong sandal with a strap. And we found this great soft bamboo material. Uh, but it's not just enough to have bamboo. We want to, you know, for us, well, what is it? Where did the bamboo come from? You know, mm. you know, what kind of, how was it made? How was it, how was it processed? So, we're pretty good about de- doing our due diligence. And then after that, I mean, it's a people thing. If, if the people working on this are a-holes, we really don't want any part of it. And you could say that's personal, but it also leads to business. If, you know, an a-hole is, is somebody probably you can't trust with your business and it's probably not best to do business with them. So um, I guess the answer is, we're pretty careful about who we do business with. Got it. That's awesome. What do you think the, the key in general for anyone to creating community is? Dude, that is a a a very big, broad question. Yep. Um, um, 
we're well, okay. We have a moment here. Uh, you know, you, you, you asked a big, broad question. So you're going to get yep. kind of a big, broad answer. Sounds great. We, each one of us have this, man, this has nothing to do with shoes or business. I hope that's okay. That's yeah. hundred percent. All right. Thank you. Um, we, we, each of us have this ability to, to create our own world. Um, you get to choose the kind of behavior that's acceptable, the kind of behavior in the people around you that's acceptable. And um, if somebody screws you over, you, you get to distance yourself from them. And, I, and look, I know there are some people who are trapped in a situation and, I'm, and, and that's, that's a serious issue. I, I, I'm talking about most of us who we have the freedom to choose who we spend time with. Right. And if you behave a certain way, a certain kind of people is going to be attracted to you and a certain kind of people is going to be repelled by you. And I think it's on all of us to think a lot about how we behave and the kind of behavior around us that's acceptable. Hmm. And uh, that's the world we create. I had a friend once who had a, was in a relationship and really just totally got sh- shafted, you know, badly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, we're talking and, and he's saying, how is it that, you know, I did, I did the best I could, did all these good things, treat, treated this person with respect and they walked away. I got punished and they walked away scot-free unpunished. You know, how is that fair? How is that acceptable? And, and there was, uh, somebody else with us who chimed in. Well, that person gets to live in a world where that kind of behavior is acceptable. That person's mm-hmm. living in a, in a crappy world and, and they don't even know it. They just think that's the way the world operates. And uh, I thought that was a great illustration of how we get to, we get to build the world we live in. So you want to talk about your community, build a community of people and groups around you who behave in a way that makes you better. And it's on you to behave in a way that makes them better. That, that's the answer or my answer. That's Andy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I feel like that's a answer I haven't heard of. Creating community starts with a look inward, opposed to a look outward. You know, when we, when we talk about decisions of community, we, we, we talk a lot about, you, there are other people relying on us to behave a certain way. Hmm. And, and, and we need to do that. We're, uh, we're opening up. It's, the store has been closed for the pandemic and, and we're about to open up and there aren't many, many shops on the street that are open. And there's a lot of reasons still to remain closed. Uh, expense, manpower, all of that. You know, it's, it's not, there's not a lot of foot traffic yet, hmm. but we do feel an obligation that we want to behave. We want to be open and, and welcoming. And, and, and that's, that's what we want to put out into the world. And we feel it's, it's, that's how we need to behave. And, and if we behave that way, it's going to encourage others in the community to behave the same way. Feel a responsibility to your community. seems like feel that responsibility to the community. And there are others in the community inspiring us in the same fashion. Don't get me wrong. It's not just us. That's great. Well, Sean, I've got some uh, question cards in front of me. Uh, and... My favorite color is green. Okay. I'm an Aquarius. Okay. Is, is that? Were those these, these are good. Yeah, these are oh, on the good. cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm just going to pick one up at random. Please. Is this like Cards Against Humanity? It's it's that, but it's this cool company that has these different cards. It's The company is called the Skin Deep Collection, and it's questions they say to explore relationships around you. And this is the... Um, hey, one of their card packs. Is this is this like toward the? Is this how you wind things up? Or we didn't really talk about what Community Made does. Can it... please, please, yes. Is that okay? Absolutely. I would love to. I'm super proud of it. Yes, uh, that is I mean, exactly. We, we kinda, I think somebody paying attention probably could figure out what it is that we do, but uh, we didn't explicitly say it. Yeah, please. But we're. We're making shoes right here in Los Angeles. We make these really high quality um, sneakers, for lack of a better word. Uh, because we're, we have this local supply chain, uh, we have the ability to virtually custom make shoes f- for anybody. Uh, we keep shoes in stock, but we also, if somebody wants to tweak it or if somebody has a, if we're out of a size, we'll make it for them and we'll get it to them in two weeks. Or if somebody likes one of our styles, but they want a different color, we can do that for them and get it to them in two weeks. And it's, it's really not a cost difference. Um, it levels up from there. If you want a totally custom shoe, I mean, that can, that can be in a, you know, four digits price range, but, um, for the most part we can make, you know, we can make, uh, a, a personalized product on a dime. That also means less impact on the environment because there's less waste. Um, there's less products being shipped back and forth across the ocean. It means we have a close relationship with the people that are making the product. I mean, not only do we not, we know them by name, but we spend a lot of time with them virtually every day. And uh, at, we'd like to scale this model where we, we do localized, regionalized production globally. So, we build a global supply chain regionally where we're servicing uh, the local community wherever we go. On the less businessy side of things, we, as I mentioned before, we really work hard at being a part of the community. Um, I'm on the board of a nonprofit that we work with. Uh, my wife is on the board of the local business organization. Um, we, we really take seriously that being a vibrant part of the community, not just a business that's making money from the community. And then finally, we straight up give back to uh, three local uh, nonprofits. Uh, Street Poets does this amazing work with um, uh, at-risk youth using music and poetry to help them learn to express themselves as they grow. And and they create this community that sticks with them long-term. Uh, we work with Youth Mentoring Connection, which also has that philosophy about creating a community to support these kids long term. Uh, they use this really amazing mentoring program with lots of the big, uh, several big businesses in L.A. and entertainment and, and otherwise, um, where these these kids can get mentors in these organizations and see how a business works and how a, how a person operates uh, personal life with a business. And then uh, we work with the People Concern, which is this great, thorough, robust program to work with uh, the homeless here in LA. Everything from uh, food and shelters on up to uh, placement, uh, job placement, community placement. Their, their big goal is to 
is to teach these people or help these people to not be on the street anymore, not just to not just a Band-Aid, but a solution. So um, we love working with, with all three of them, and we know them all uh, personally. So that is Community Made. Thank you for, thank you for listening. Absolutely, and that's, I mean, just like the, the beauty and the, like the way the business is structured, I mean, it's directly seen in the shoes. Like, the shoes are just beautiful to look at. Um, and, yeah, highly recommend anyone, please go check, check out all their shoes. Communitymade.com. Uh, community ha- is misspelled with one M. So communitymade.com and um, check it out. And you can find me at Sean at communitymade.com if you see something on there that you have a question about or if you just want to complain um, you know, you can get me directly, Sean at communitymade.com. Awesome. If this, uh, podcast has a huge reach grant, I'm going to be bummed out about that. Yeah. Uh, your inbox might be flooding yeah. after this. <laughs> Even as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see the, the K fish, um, uh, design, the West side as well. Yeah. So, uh, Kelsey Fisher, K Fish. He's a local artist that uh, worked with us uh, from the very beginning, from our launch. Did a big mural for us. It, it's it's terrific. And since then, he's kind of blown up. He's he's gone global, uh, yeah. but he's he remains a big supporter, almost as big a supporter of us as we are of him. And he's just he's a, an awesome guy. Check him out, K Fish K Fish LA on Instagram, I think. Nice. Yeah. Right. Awesome. You like that style? Is that your is that your jam? I do like that style. I also really like the style of the Mateos. The Mateo is kind of our staple. That's that's like our perennial strong seller. Uh, when we awesome. introduce a new product, it sells sells better for a while. But the Mateo is kind of the perennial strong one. That's a great look. I love it. I kind of want to ask you also about just. Um, doing business with your with your wife how that how that um came to be and how that has been as well i don't know it's been it's been amazing it it's it's not always easy but a marriage you know is not always easy but um for us uh look i fell in love with shannon working with her we were together at asics that's where i met her Oh, wow. She was working uh, the marketing side, and I was on the product side for uh, wrestling, volleyball, and cross training. And uh, I fell in love with her working with her. You know, she's just—I huh. tell her all the time that you know, it's her competence <laughs> that that wins yeah. me over. So uh, that you know, that respect and and love, you know, I. We had, and then we parted. We parted ways career-wise for for twenty years. So, I love working side by side with her. It's great, and I know it's it doesn't work for every every relationship is different. And it doesn't work in some relationships, but you know we're not the first ones to have a successful uh, married couple uh, business relationship. Right. I tell you what, we do try to leave it here when we go home. It, mm. it, it, of course, it doesn't always work that way. You know. It, there's always work done seven days a week, but there are sacred times, meals, um, uh, you know, movie night, whatever. I mean, uh, uh, we do, we do walks or time with the kids. Those are sacred times that, 
you know, business doesn't come in. But I love How, it. That's, that's beautiful. Do you guys ever just look around at, at community made, just walk in and look around and just feel extremely proud of each other? Every day, every day. And it, it's, it's, yeah, every day. Uh, there was a period where we were working with a, an accelerator uh, in New York and we were traveling back and forth every week to New York and we come back here on the weekends and, you know, traveling back and forth, flying, you know, in the middle seat, you know, yeah. it, it, in time change, uh, a jet lag just kind of beats you up. And, you know, we get home on a Friday night, knew we had to be at the space Saturday morning. And it was just a daunting prospect. But we'd get here and, and, and we, you could feel it. It was palpable. We'd be energized when we got here. And at the end by, you know, at the end of the workday Sunday, we actually felt better and, and more energized, more positive than we did coming in, you know, the coming in Saturday morning. It, it, yeah, we're very proud of it. And I, I'll go back to that thing about attracting, creating the world you live in. You know, uh -huh. the neighborhood has brought us so many great allies and friends and supporters. You, you, you be just being here and being open. And, um, you know, the, the, the team we work here, we're here, it's a small team, but it's just... It, it's just an excellent superior group of people. You know, we, we, we call each other out on our, on our, we elevate each other, I think every day. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we're very, we're very proud. It's like our, we, Shannon calls it our business baby. We, mm. you know, we had, uh, we had this opportunity with the kids growing up, you know, where we could kind of take our foot off the gas and, uh, we decided to have another child named community made it's very oh, demanding man. and very noisy <laughs> but and expensive <laughs> but <laughs> but you know we, we're yeah we're proud every day yeah oh that's beautiful yeah i love that a lot <laughs> what's the saying if it's not challenging it's not worth pursuing at all yeah i i would agree with that yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, thank you for sharing all that. Wow, thank you. Thank you for, for, for asking and, and listening. Yeah. I've, you mentioned that you want to be an athlete as well. What was, what sport? Um, <laughs> uh, I was, this is the early days of triathlon. So this is the late eighties oh, wow. and, uh, I was very serious. I was, I huh. was, I was much more serious than I was good. Which, which I think maybe is still a triathlete trait. Uh, to support that habit, I worked in a Fleet Feet store. I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Fleet Feet, but they're uh, yeah. you know big running running store chain. And this was store number two in Davis, California. And uh, I worked for the the owner, the founder, and uh, it was great. I mean, I, I really I I well, that was the that was the athlete part was, um, sorry, I transitioned pretty quickly back into business. Um, 
I mean, that, that's, that was, that was great. It led me, actually led me into this, this world. That's how I ended up in shoes. Um, working at this store, I got exposed to a lot of people in the business and really to have respect for the transition where somebody gives you money for something. I mean, seeing these people face to face, and this is something that's missing a little bit from DTC business is, you know, honoring that person giving up their hard earned money for, for your product. You know, most of the people, when they came into the store, you know, spending a hundred dollars on a pair of running shoes, this is a while ago, they're more expensive now. I mean, that's a big deal. Spending $60 on a pair of running shoes is a big deal. It's not, not everybody is, is money bags. And, and, uh, if I'd see them in town later on and I could see that that shoe was the wrong shoe for them, you know, it still bothers me to this day, 30 years later. I mean, I can remember their names. It still bugs me that I I put them in the wrong shoe. Mm. And, uh, you know, I try to remember that all the time that anybody who's putting their money down and and we have a, you know, we have a fairly expensive product. It, you know, you got to take that seriously and make sure they get to get what they deserve. Right. Awesome. Triathlete. Triathlete. Yeah. Wow. It was fun, man. It was, uh, we were like pioneers. Uh, you know, I, I traveled a lot to, to races, to Europe, and oh, wow. uh, it was, uh, we felt like we were the, we wanted to be the odd guys. I mean, at that age, I was 20s and, and 25 and, and I, you know, I wanted to be on the edge and that's right. kind of how I felt. And then people started coming in, money started coming in and, and it lost its luster. Plus I realized that my peers were uh, having careers and families and I was like, you know, running around in my speedo. So um, <laughs> it occurred to me it was time to grow up. <laughs> but I mean, that, that is just, I mean, that's training and just being able to push yourself right there, you know, really work through challenges. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot. It's a full time. That's full time. I have total respect for, you know, to be elite the way these guys are now. It's a different level to be elite in three sports is crazy. Crazy. Do you do you plan to do another triathlon anytime soon? I might on a lark. I ride my bike a lot now. I'm pretty nice. pretty avid. Uh, I love that that you the distance you can go under your own power on a bike. I think it's really special. And I, occasionally, I'll take these multi day trips um, and just set points on a map and go to them, not really knowing what's in between. There's something really fascinating and and challenging about that to me totally that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> i've got pictures and everything that's great well yeah i think maybe i i'm you're motivating me to try to get out there and give it a shot hey training. i'm a big cycling advocate like i said a whole nother podcast you know bike to work yeah. cars off the road you know i i ride in uh i mean i have a i've kind of a long commute it's depending the route 20 or 28 miles, but I'll do it a couple wow. times a week. Wow. And, uh, I, I, it's just my, my way of contributing. It's, it's awesome. Great for the body. Great for the environment. Yes. Great for everyone. And you That's see, awesome. the world. I see the city. I know the city now, I think in a way that, um, anybody who's driving doesn't really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I, and I do, I love that. There's some, I, I, I can't explain it, but it, I like walking around knowing that I know this part of town. It, it Maybe yeah. meaningless, but it feels good. 
Absolutely. It's crazy. I Yesterday I had a dentist appointment and my car wasn't around. So I, uh, I biked to my dentist appointment and nice. usually I'm, I'm, I'm late to everything. Usually I'm always late and it's a horrible, horrible habit. But then I hopped on the bike and I think I was like 10 minutes early. And I was like, well, why don't I just bike everywhere? You know, this is... Depending on, on where you live in LA, it is faster to ride for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you start realizing these, all these things about, you know, finding parking and, and, and uh, traffic. And yeah, I mean... I, I think it was just, yeah, the prep. Like I was just prepped in my head. Like, oh, I was going to take a little bit of time, you know? Yeah. And you just go, but... Anyway, good for you. Nice <laughs> biking. I love it. Um, all right. So actually, I'm gonna put these cards down yeah, for a second. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, actually, I'm gonna ask if you want to hop into an activity. I know we don't have too much time left. I love getting people on the on the podcast on the show. I love putting ourselves, you kind of jumping into uncomfortable situations. <laughs> so. Um, let me let me know if uh, any of these activities sound fun to you. Okay. Um, so we could freestyle rap. Um, I could play a beat, and you could just jump in on it, whatever that feels like, or you know, however that feels to you. I could play a song of your choice, and we can um, like you can create the a, a vision in your mind of what the music video would look like, and then. Um, report that back after the song's over or we could also play a song and you could write or draw anything on a, on a pad of paper and we can um share that afterwards um there's a few more any of those sound interesting to you, uh, you so you, you'd play a song and i need to describe the music video so you don't describe like yeah essentially you create your own not like the music video that's already out well, there, i have to make it and then send it to you you no no you just envision it and then oh, okay um tell me what it what it what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, that sounds good. I'm still kind of curious to hear the other choices. Sure. Um, there's a ton of them. We can, okay. um, there's like a, a shark tank edition or you could pitch a company right now. A new company. Um, uh, Boring. could do some impersonations. Do you have any impersonations that, yeah. No, give let, you some... Let's, um, uh, I'd love to see that list, but let's um, let's go with uh, play, a, play a, a bit of a song, and I'll 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 envision. Are you just going to tell me the name of the song, and I'll envision the music video? Um, do you have a song that you um, have been really enjoying recently, and then I can play it, and you can oh just yeah, imagine. good one. Um, yeah, let's see. I've been listening to. There's a band called Salt. S-A-U-L-T, uh, I, I, you know, and you play yeah. songs on Spotify now. You don't really learn their their, their names. Wildfires, potentially, um, or, or why, why, why? If you want to pick a Mac Miller from those last two albums. Sure. Um, from Circles or Swimming. I've listened to that a lot lately. Yeah. And, of course, you could pick any Radiohead song, and I'd be down. Sweet. How about... So Salter Mac Miller? Yeah. You pick. All right. I'm going to go with Salt. I haven't listened to Salt. Uh, so. Great. They, nobody knows who they are. And they they put out four albums in the last two years. Um, 
it, yeah, it, you know, you play it, and you'll you'll hear it. But they're amazing, kind of the, the R and B or funk. Awesome. All right, I'll play their number one song, "Wildfires." Here, okay, and we'll listen to it all the way through. Sounds good. Fires by Salt. Yeah. Um, okay, I had a very clear picture. Did you? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was very clear. So it, the, from the opening with the beat, and then when her voice came in, and there's there's kids uh, in the street, uh, city street, playing and happy, and then it kind of moves these these kids playing on a uh, playing in a front yard in a you know kind of a uh, like an urban setting, but in a, on a you know like a, an urban uh, uh, residential street playing mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then, and then they, there's a, a policeman that comes up and there's kind of a, uh, kind of a face off with the kids and the policeman. And when it gets to the chorus, it kind of flashes to, you know, some of the current events, you know, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, hmm. uh, Maude Arbery, it, it kind of flashes to some of these events and that's where the wildfires comes in. It, it's, it's flaming and bad and there's riots and, and it kind of, but it, it kind of flashes to these things during the chorus and then to the kids playing and uh the confrontation between the kids and the police officer it's always kind of awkward because you know how do the kids feel about a policeman they haven't really seen good things or bad things and how do the policemen feel about the kids they haven't really seen good things or bad things it could go either way and in the end um the policeman takes off his shirt and is dancing in the water, this water sprinkler with the kids. And that was, that was, that was the vision I got, you know, it was, it was, it, it didn't, it, it was, it came quickly and easily. That was it. Wow. Yeah. I love, I love, that was a, I feel like I was, yeah, watching it as you were speaking. That was beautiful. Some of it's informed, not just by the song. I know salt is kind of politically active. So I, I think mm. that kind of, you know, sent me in that direction. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love when, it, you know how sometimes you hear artists, they say, what inspired you? And you say, well, you know, I didn't just think it up. The, the world gave it to me. And uh, that it's funny that I, it, it kind of came. I like that. I still like it. I like, I like what came out. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That was awesome. I thought about taking off the badge, you know, um, that could, and that might be an interesting scene where the guy, where the policeman takes off his badge, but I didn't want to imply that we should give up on the police. Hmm. Um, it's taking off his shirt was more a matter of like, it's the humanity of, of, you know, we're all humans. There's, there's humanity on all sides. We just need to find it. Absolutely. I, on this end, I was just, I was imagining you biking through LA. Oh, oh really? And oh, I, uh, I can see that. Yeah. And there, I think the way I envision it is, uh, there's some sort of disaster that had struck and you were biking through the streets and you were seeing people helping those who needed it the most after what had happened. And you were like witnessing them on your bike and then you pull up to your, to your shop and you're you're also you get placed into the shoes of the helper and you're helping people oh, that's and you're cool. where you are that's interesting it's a very similar vibe yeah we both totally. came up with who the songwriter this they'd be proud that they instilled a a, a feeling in people yeah oh that's super cool i like that I can see that what you're describing. I can see that too. It's a way to show 
you know, on, on a bike as a way to show what's happening in the city. Each, each scene mm-hmm. tell, you know, a little bit of a different image about what's happening. Totally. Ah, super cool. Yeah. Nice one, Grant. Awesome. Love it. Okay. We're going to switch careers. <laughs> Sounds good. I think, uh, I think we just found, found it. We're just going to leave everything and just go for something <laughs> new up, now. Go buy a camera. <laughs> exactly. I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, sweet. Well, I also, it's almost two. I don't want to. Uh, um, did you have another card? I've got, yeah. I've got, let's, let's pick one out at random here. Yeah. Let's see. All right, this is an interesting card. It says, what do you think you want most from life? Uh, I think what we all want, happiness. Hmm. I I, I do believe that happiness is kind of the highest thing we can achieve. And, And I believe that you don't get happy by, by mistreating others that, 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 that isn't a path to happiness. It's learning how to, how to embrace, how to embrace others and, and to be, and to be part of that embrace, you know, that, that it's, there's kind of a oneness there, but I, I, I really, I believe happiness is the highest we can achieve. So, so yeah, happiness. Happiness. And it's, it's rooted in, for you, it's rooted in, acceptance and yeah yeah acceptance is it's like it's it acceptance is easier said than done acceptance mm-hmm. of yourself acceptance of others um acceptance of the world as it is and the universe as it is and acceptance of your place in all of it um yeah that's 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 happiness yeah that's an interesting word you chose acceptance that that's a good one. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, if you want another card, I've got plenty here, but I'd let's do one more. Let's do one more. Yeah. Actually for you, I mean, what, what about you, Grant? What, what, uh, what, what was, how did, how did that last card go? What is the, what do you think you want most from life? Yeah. What is, what does Grant want most in life? What does Grant think what Grant wants most in life? Oh, I mean, it, I feel like for myself, it, I guess, wants are changing every day. But I think what I truly want is just, I think, for myself to know that I've done, or I, I'm satisfied with how I've acted on my own. Um, knowing that I've been pursuing and I'm constantly pursuing like a better version of myself. And I'm striving to get there each day. And um, I'm also very, I think, also very accepting that I will get there and I'm on that path to getting to be who I want to be, like, at my own pace. And that's okay. Oh, good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I think, yeah, it does, I guess, who I want to be does involve a lot, a lot of accepting and yeah, that's a lot of acceptance. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. cool. 
Yeah. All right. Well, maybe. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I, I'm, I was I was curious. That's a good one. Um, well, I was impressed with your video, so I wanted to hear more. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe that's a, that's that's a good time for me. I need to I need to get rolling here. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Sean, I really appreciate you um, hopping on, and it's been awesome chatting. And this is you... great. I was super. I I, I was impressed at how much you got out of me, and and. Uh, um, how, how comfortable it was. So thank you. Yeah, of course. If, uh, yeah, if you ever need anything or anything at all, please don't hesitate to reach out to me in any way I can help. And if there's anything, even if you want to like improve on or get better at, and you need someone to hold you accountable or challenge you, whatever it is, no, I'm here. So, um, right back at you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And you have any, I guess, last words for the people out there? take care of each other take care of yourself and then take care of each other awesome there you go awesome and everyone go check out community Community made.com and go support support locally please thanks yeah awesome all right thank you so much sean thank you grant love it have a good one yep you too take care thanks bye